This is VOA News. I'm Tommy McNeil. U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris Sunday demanded Palestinian militant group Hamas agree to an immediate six-week ceasefire. VOA's Joe Ramsey has details. In some of the strongest comments by a senior leader of the U.S. government to date on the issue, Vice President Harris urged Israel to do more to boost aid deliveries into Gaza, where she said innocent people were suffering a humanitarian catastrophe. There must be an immediate ceasefire. For at least the next six weeks, which is what is currently on the table. Harris at an event in the U.S. southern state of Alabama outlined specific ways on how more aid can flow into the densely populated enclave where hundreds of thousands of people are facing famine following five months of Israel's military campaign. Joe Ramsey, VOA News, Washington. A Hamas delegation arrived in Cairo Sunday to hold a ceasefire talk on Gaza while Israeli forces continued operations. Reuters correspondent Zachary Goldman. Along the Israel-Gaza border, massive explosions and tanks firing just inside the Palestinian enclave on Sunday. The scenes of combat come the same day a delegation from Hamas arrived in Cairo for truce talks. According to U.S. officials, Israel presented a proposal that could halt fighting for up to six weeks in exchange for the release of more than 130 Israeli hostages held by Hamas in Gaza. But a Palestinian official told Reuters the deal was, quote, not yet there. From the Israeli side, there was no official confirmation that its delegation was even attending. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu rebuked a top cabinet minister arriving in Washington Sunday for talks with U.S. officials. Trip by Benny Gantz, a centrist political rival, joined Netanyahu's wartime cabinet following Hamas's October 7th attack. This is VOA News. Germany admits to leaked details of military meeting outlining future munitions and battle plans for Ukraine. Russia calls Germany its age-old rival that is again its sworn enemy. VOA's Arash Arabasadi explains. At least 10 people died in a Russian drone strike on an apartment block in Ukraine's southern port city of Odessa. Rescuers raced to cut concrete, combing for casualties trapped in the rubble. Ukraine, heavily reliant on Western powers to sustain its war effort, has long asked for weapons with greater range to strike Russian targets from afar. And so, when news broke late last week of German plans to equip Ukraine with the Taurus cruise missile capable of flying about twice as far as missiles supplied by Britain and France, Russian officials were quick to blame the West for its ongoing invasion of Ukraine. Arash Arabasadi, VOA News. In the United States have begun large military exercises to bolster their readiness against North Korean nuclear threats. The joint exercises started Monday and will last 11 days. They involve computer-simulated command post training called the Freedom Shield exercise and separate field exercises. South Korea's military said last week the 48 field exercises would involve the firing, bombing, air assault, and missile interception of drills. North Korea had no immediate response, but it has staged provocative weapons tests in the past in reaction to the annual U.S.-South Korean exercises. Pakistan's newly formed parliament elected Shabazz Sharif on Sunday as prime minister for a second time, three weeks after uncertain national elections caused delays in the formation of a coalition government. Reuters correspondent Vanessa Chan reports. 
Sharif had secured 201 votes, a majority, but his victory was controversial. It was met with loud protests from the Sunni Ittihad Council party, backed by jailed former Prime Minister Imran Khan. Lawmakers loyal to Khan banged on their desks and chanted opposition slogans. They alleged Shabazz came to power through electoral rigging and called for the release of Khan, who was sentenced to 10 years in jail in a case for leaking state secrets. You'll find more at VOANews.com. I'm Tommy McNeil, VOA News.